This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Crange. Who delivers this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree. All right. Welcome once again to Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. I'm Rich Crange. No Joe Lanza this week. I uh, do not know. If, if you guys follow us on Twitter, you'll know why Joe won't be here. Um, unfortunately, his uh, his dog, Lexi, who we talked about, you know, unfortunately, didn't really plan on talking about it, but we talked about uh, Lexi and the whole story of how Joe found Lexi, how Joe took care of Lexi, uh, literally rescued her <laughs> from the side of the road, uh, and then the, the you know unfortunate news that she had cancer, and they thought it was another thing, and yada yada, all that, that, that stuff we talked about last week. Unfortunately, we not in our plans to talk about that last week. It just sort of happened the way it did. Um, she passed away uh, last night early this morning, so uh, whether Joe wanted to do the podcast or not, I basically told him, no, you're, you're not doing the podcast. <laughs> Go home, uh, stay home, you know, be with your family, remember your dog, whatever it is, but like, yeah, don't, this shit can wait till next week, especially this week of all weeks, this shit can wait till uh, next week. So I want to give you guys at least some audio uh, this week. I can't, I can't promise it's going to be very good audio. Uh, my head's just not in it with wrestling this week. Um and yeah, especially made worse uh, by the news of, of of Joe's dog and then everything that's going on in, in America as well. And I guess I'm probably in a better place now than I was earlier in the week, uh, earlier in the week when, you know, things were really wild and really crazy and you, you didn't know what was coming next. You were angry about a lot of stuff. I know I was I was definitely angry about a lot of stuff. Um, of course. I think tremendous progress has been made this week uh, alone. I mean, nothing's perfect, and it's not going to be perfect, and it's going to be a long way until we're we're ever perfect as a country. Maybe we'll never get there. I have no idea, but I am encouraged by what I've seen uh, over the last week. And and you know, Joe and I were trying to figure out how to talk about this, whether to talk about it, what you know, what to do in this scenario. And and I don't know that we had a, a plan together. I think we were just going to go on the air and say, all right, let's just let it go. Let's just see what kind of happens. And yeah, obviously, you know, it, there, there's just so much going on and, and, and so much crazy stuff uh, happening. But like I said, I'm encouraged of, of what's happened this week. I think this week, uh, the, the, the Black Lives Matter protests, uh, the peaceful protests, I think we're, we're seeing more peaceful protests right now, bigger numbers in, in peaceful protests than what we had uh, over the weekend. Not that I'm condemning what happened over the weekend. Like, I don't know that I'm like really in love with you know looting and and all that sort of shit but i mean that has given way to i think tremendous tremendous peaceful protests across the the country and and uh an awareness of black lives matter an awareness of charities people donating more than they've ever donated before people you know i i I just got done sending you know michelle is, is you know my wife is is gone right now um we 
got together a bunch of food and she's driving it down to a food pantry um, in the south side of Chicago that, that desperately needed because they're only, you know, supermarket, their only grocery store uh, in the area, which, you know, again, that's fucking terrible that, you know, there's only one grocery store in the entire area, but that, that, that one grocery store got looted and, and, you know, burnt down, or I forget exactly the scenario of what, what happened with that uh, exact store, but people didn't have groceries. They don't have food for their children. They don't have stuff. So sent her there. And, and again, there's been tremendous support from people doing that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, you never want to have what happened this week happen unless it comes with change. And unless people start to wake up and go, okay, wait a minute, this isn't right. Why is this happening? And it's unfortunate that, you know, people like Breonna Taylor and people like George Floyd have to die for us to, to wake up and see this. And, and, and there are two of, of far too many. There are two of, of, Dozens, hundreds, thousands over over the years, but you know, very recently, as you know, there's just any number of names that you can come up with. I mean, God, it's only a few weeks ago that we had you know um, a kid being chased down in you know, in the neighborhood and, and shot and stuff. So it's just it's it's awful. But um, the good news is, I, I will say the, the maybe the shining light a little bit is that I have you know, as I'm recording this, I'm, I'm seeing far more peaceful protests. Um, every town, it seems like, at least in my area, I don't know how you guys are, is is hosting peaceful protests and, and businesses are still boarding up stuff because they don't know what's coming. But uh, it does feel like things have kind of calmed down a little bit on that end. And, and instead, we're seeing change. I mean, we're seeing, you know, the, the, the officers in, in Minneapolis are, are all being, you know, they were all, you know, whatever term you want to use. I mean, the, the upgraded charges for, for the one, all the other ones have, have at least been arrested or charged for, for something. So, you're seeing progress there. You're seeing police reform being talked about, you know, across the country, um, really across the world. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, the world, it, it's kind of world theater right now where, where other people are, you know, from all across the world are seeing what's going on here and, and either being inspired by it or, or doing what they can to help. So it's just, yeah, there, there's just so much going on here. And it's hard to have your heart into like, all right, let's talk about Tomasa Ciampa and Karrion Cross. Like, so I, this is going to be a tough episode to do no matter what. And then when the news of of, of Joe's um, dog passing away came on, I was like, all right, just sit this one out. I'll do something. I'll do some audio because I feel obligated to do some sort of audio for you guys. And I'm going to preview in your house, honestly, take over in your house. I don't know that I have the energy to do much more. So I apologize in advance. This is not live either. Uh, we have our, our, our $10 live uh, flagship tier. Um, I didn't know if, like, I would even... I, I don't want to... Like, I'm recording this right now. I might think this all fucking stinks and delete it, and <laughs> you'll never hear this. And I don't even know why I'm explaining it to you that, that you'll never hear it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just... My heart is not in it to do our old... Everything that we do in a normal week. And and I, I you know, do hope that by next week, you know, my heart is back in it, and I'm, I'm sure Joe's heart will be back in it, and hopefully we um, can, can, you know, be right back to where we were before that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, in the world, I don't know that this country or, or the world is going to be... Um, you know, back a hundred percent ever really. Well, we'll see who knows, but, um, hopefully on this flagship, we'll be back and hopefully take your mind off of everything going on and, and just get mad and angry about wrestling for, you know, a few hours. But, uh, before I do, you know, talk about takeover in your house and before I, yeah, I'm going to give a little bit of words about, uh, Lexi as well. Uh, Joe's dog. Uh, I do want to let you know, Joe and I, we, uh, we kind of talked about this earlier in the week and we were trying to figure out, okay, you know, what, there's been, you know, on, on this very network, there's been other podcasts that have talked about 
the Black Lives Matters protests and, and police reform and that sort of stuff. And I think they've done a tremendous job. So definitely Super Jcast. I know I thought they did a, a wonderful job, you know, touching on it and talking about it, their experiences and in, in the stuff. So yeah, you know, definitely recommend listening to that. And there's any number of, of, of other podcasts and, and other people that are doing tremendous work, uh, particularly those of, you know, black voices. I know post wrestling had uh, Andrew Thompson and, and, and Nate Milton did a, um, a show uh, on their network where they just basically talked about, life of you know being a black man in, in america um i know uh, will uh, william from rbr wrestling i uh, was going to do something as well i believe it was him and monica who was uh, going to host uh, or co-host with him and they were just going to again talk about their experiences being you know in in this country and and and, and being black and and yeah those i think are are definitely recommended i would i would absolutely recommend you know checking those out and listening to them and and um yeah, I mean, there's not much more I can say, and there I don't know that there was a whole lot more Joe could say, but um, we did kind of come together this week and, and thought, okay, what, you know, everyone seems to be, hey, what, what's, you know, this charity? What are you guys donating to? What do you guys believe in? What is all this sort of stuff uh, that you want? And, and and there's a lot out there, man. There is so much, and that's why I said that's what's really really reassuring as, as to how it's been, you know, how this week has gone, is that you're starting to see a, a people just donating like they've never donated before. To, to, to different sites and to different people and to different organizations that they've never donated to before. And it's awesome. It's just, it, it, it's really, really cool to see. And it's, it's fun to see in, in, in a time when, you know, we are so divided that, that portions of us can come together uh, and, 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 you know, make incredible change. And, and one of the ones that, you know, Joe and I wanted to talk about uh, and one we were going to kind of uh, mention here was uh, the fundraiser for uh, David McAtee. And if you don't know about David McAtee, he was from Louisville, uh, he was the barbecue guy, you know, the Yaya's, I believe was the name of his place. Uh, I think they referred to him. I think his nickname was, what was it? Barbecue guy or yeah. Barbecue man was, was his name. Um, and he, you know, black restaurant owner in Louisville who was, uh, he was shot on uh, June 1st during all the protests and all that sort of stuff. And, and there's a fun for him. And, and, you know, we, we, you know, Joe and I both felt pretty strongly about that one. I wanted to uh, mention that because it's got a $600,000 goal. And as of this recording, and, and again, I'm recording this at well, I'm 150 on a, on a Thursday, uh, it's 562,000. So it's very close uh, to the 600,000. So um, if you're looking, you know, you have some spare money and, you know, you maybe haven't donated anything yet or, or you feel like you still want to donate some more, uh, that's one that both Joe and I uh, believe pretty strongly in is, is this man who gave back a ton to his community and, um, you know, was pretty famous for just, being a guy who would give free meals, free barbecue, um, you know, just, just of course shot during the, the protest and, and, and passed away. Um, so he has a GoFundMe, but we made a, we made a bit.ly to make it a little bit easier for you guys if you want. Uh, so it's bit.ly, uh, which is bit.ly slash VOW McAtee. So VOW M-C-A-T-E-E. Uh, if not, you can just log up David McAtee GoFundMe and you should be able to find it. Uh, pretty easily. So there's that one. Uh, it's one that Joe and I both felt pretty strongly about. And there's also the mutual aid networks, uh, which is one that uh, Joe and I learned a little bit about this week as well. And 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 we f- you know, felt pretty inspired by it. Well, you know, th- there's there's literally like you know bail funds are are saying, look, we have a lot of money, guys. Like maybe go put your money somewhere else. It, it's again, it's crazy that charities have to be like, whoa, hold on, like. Maybe divert your money elsewhere. Uh, mutual aid network is 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 I think a, a fantastic one that is is trying to fill that void, and that's just all about that's direct community efforts. That that is communities in your you know in in your state, in your city, in your area, whatever it is. Um, tons of great can come from that, and it's it's just a great way to support, um, and and, and it helps 
you know, those communities in, in, in numerous ways, disaster relief, um, groceries, like I mentioned, just everything that could possibly, you know, and, and, and people need this stuff right now. I mean, it, it's now more than ever, these, these communities are, are, are being ravaged and, um, and just being hurt by, by so much going on. And, 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 and these are places that have probably needed this shit for years, you know? And, and, and that's the, like I said, that's sort of the eye opening and, and maybe the positive of everything that's been going on. And of course, yeah, you don't want it to come at the hands of, of, of people being murdered, you know, on the streets. It's not what you want it to come at the hands of, but if, if it is the case and that's, you know, what is what we're going to use as, as inspiration. And we have obviously used it as inspiration for, for protests and, 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 and fundraising and all that sort of stuff. Then, you know, it, it, it's good that now it's opening people's eyes to these communities that do need our help and do need funds and, and, any small amount of money goes a real long way. So mutual aid networks is, is the one we wanted. We did a bit.ly for that one as well. Uh, same deal, bit.ly uh, slash VOW dash mutual aid. VOW dash mutual aid. And these will be in the, uh, the the episode description as well. So it should be nice and easy to find. But those are just two that, that Joe and I you know looked at. There, there are many out there. There's thousands of hundreds of millions of ways that you can show your support and, and, and help people out right now. So just... Do something is what I'll say. Just do something. If you got if you got a free if you got free minutes, even if you don't have money, there there are people that are, are willing to, um, you know, just take your time and, and take your effort a little bit. You know, hey, you want to help us clean something up? Hey, you want to help? You know, help go to a food pantry and help bag stuff up. You know, to to give to families. There's that too. So yeah, that that's that. I mean, there's not much more I can really say, or I I really feel that. I don't know. It, it it's 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 tough. It's a tough week to be anybody uh, you, you know what I mean it's, it's just there's a lot of stress and 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 I get it a lot of people are, are very stressed but like I said I feel much better now than I did at the beginning of the week the beginning of the week it was like oh god this is how are we ever gonna see through this how are we ever gonna get through this as a country as a people whatever and I still don't know the answer to that question but as the as there are more and more peaceful Black Lives Matters protests as more and more people are, are educating themselves about you know the racism in, in in this country or whatever it is, it, it's been awesome to see people stepping up via fundraisers, people stepping up via their time. Like I said, and and, and again, it, it sucks that it takes deaths like Breonna Taylor and, and George Floyd for us to realize you know what's been going on for for fuck centuries at this point. But um, yeah, that that's that. So I I don't have anything more really to say. Um, just you know, get out there if you want to protest, protest. If you want to uh, donate, donate. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's been an eye-opening week for, for a lot of people, and and, and hopefully for many in, in a very good way. And, and hopefully, unfortunately, yeah, that these 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 murders that have occurred, um, hopefully they they become martyrs in, in a way where a lot of people start to realize what's going on. And and like I said, the course of this week, I I, I have been pretty uh, I don't know, I, I I'm feeling. At least somewhat positive about what's what's been going on. As I'm seeing reforms and 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 obviously charges, you know, rising for for those Minneapolis cops or the yeah. So it, it's it's cool. So that's good, I guess. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully by this time next week we're talking about even more change and and, and things are a little bit better and and you know, I don't want to say go back to normal because I don't think we'll ever go back to what what normal was before. Uh, but hopefully, um, we've seen change over the course of that week and and I. I feel confident that that we will because I, I think over the course of even the last four or five days, I, I, I've seen that. So um, that's it. So black lives do matter. That's 
for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it's silly that we still have to say that. It's silly that that's like a hot take to some people, but but it is. It it is, and uh, you know, all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter, guys. So sorry, dudes. Sorry, Drew Brees or those sort of guys. But all right. Um, before I get into the takeover in your house, I, I did want to talk a little bit about Lexi, Joe's dog, and and I've ever, I've never you know met Lexi. <laughs> I've never been to College Station to to see Joe and Lexi and and, and whatnot, but. One thing I, I and I, I mentioned it on Twitter as well is is as long as I've been doing this podcast and long as Joe and I have been talking to each other on the show, I've heard Lexi in the background. Whether it's Joe saying "Come on, Lexi, get over here," and then the jingle over collar, or her barking in the background. And one thing I always remember about that is my dogs, great hearing dogs, and they're incredible hearing. Is I'll have my headphones on or whatever, but they'll hear like Lexi, you know, jump up onto a chair or you know, Lexi barking around the the house or whatever, and then they'll start barking. And it's one of those things that Joe and I are like, oh my God, come on guys, like, let's go. We're trying to get this podcast doing, or, you know, or people laugh at, at, oh my God, these, these dogs are, you know, are barking at one another and whatnot. And, and it's one of these cool things that like, though I live a thousand miles away from Joe, like, I think it's quite literally like a thousand miles from, from Chicago to college station or whatever. Um, it's cool to know in those, in those moments where, his dogs are making noise and my dogs are making noise that, you know, they can kind of hear one another. And, and, and at times it feels kind of like a big family. It kind of feels like Joe's in the same room with me. It kind of feels like Joe is maybe in the, in the next room with his dogs and his family. And I'm in this room with my dogs and my family. It's just, it's one of those things that was, that was really cool. But um, we, we talked about it a lot last week and, and I'm sure Joe will speak on it at some point as well. But that dog meant a lot to Joe. I mean, it meant everything to Joe. And 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 you heard the heartbreak in his, his voice last week as as he was describing, you know, how his final days or, or what he assumed was the final days of the dog and, and unfortunately were um, you know, his his story of, of rescuing her and stuff. And it's just you know, in a week with so much heartache and, and, and so much terrible stuff happening and, and I guess in the same breath good stuff happening as well. Um I know, you know, Joe even said it it to him it, in some, you know, weird way, it does kind of feel like relief that, you know, she's no longer in pain, but you know, that you, you tell yourself that and, and you make yourself kind of feel better about that. But, and I do that too. Anytime, you know, I, I experience death, I always think of, oh, well, you know, now she's, you know, my, my grandma's not suffering anymore and that's good, but there's that. And, and you, you can't lie that there's also that, that, that grief that you have as well that, oh man, like, you know, and thinking of how you could have done more. Why didn't I go visit my grandma more? Why didn't I go see her more? Why didn't I talk to her on the phone more? You know, why why didn't I pet the dog more? Why didn't I take the dog for more? Water? You know, and then you can't do that because you can't change that. You, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and you just can't. But what I'll remind people of, and I reminded Joe of it last week, and and I'll say it again to everybody. And and, and again, it goes it goes hand in hand with what I talked about at the beginning of the show is it, is turning tremendous negatives into a positive. Is you know take care of those that you have still and understand how much they mean to you and, and, and cherish how much they mean to you. And, and that's, you know, when I got off the line with, with Joe last week, uh, after that show, these dogs of mine, my God, they got so showered with love. They were sick of me as I'm walking them and playing with them and calling with them and treats and, you know, Oh my God. And I'm spending every waking moment with those dogs for the next two days all weekend. And they're just like, all right, dad, <laughs> go away, man. Like leave us alone. Let us just sleep on our own. And, and, um, but yeah, I was like, no, these guys are going to get so much goddamn love. They're not even going to want it anymore. 
And and I would I would implore you guys to do the same too. Whether it's a cat, whether it's a dog, a gerbil, whatever it is, whatever whether it's your kids, whether it's pets or whatever, just cherish the times that you have with them, and, and do all you can to make the most of their lives while they're still here. And and that's all I'll say. I mean that that's just you know, it's easy to say. I I, I get it. You know, even earlier today, I was annoyed at these dogs. They did something. I forget what it was. It was it was something stupid. I was like, God damn dogs. These dogs are, you know, annoying. And I get out of the house and I, I go work outside or I was going to do something and dogs are barking. I'm like, ah, God damn it. I hate these dogs. And then, you know, and then Joe texts me or, or I, I, I look on Twitter, sorry, and, and see that, that Lexi had, had passed away and I felt awful. I came home and, and showered these guys with love. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I felt terrible in that moment. So I'll just say, you know, and again, it, it goes hand in hand a lot with what we talked about at the beginning of the show, but like, you know, let's, let's use negative moments for, for, for positivity. Let's, let's make positive changes or whatnot. And, and yeah, I'd say use this moment you use, you know, what you heard last week with Joe and, and, and what I'm saying now, you know, to say, Hey, look, you know, let me appreciate these pets while I have them. Let me make the most of the time that I have with them and don't feel like they're a burden on my life or get annoyed that they do something or, or, or feel, Oh my God, I got to walk them. Oh my God, I got to play with them. Ah, you know, it, it, it cause, cause you know, it, and, and I have yet to really feel that, that pain yet because I, I, you know, I never had a dog growing up and I, I, you know, inherited a dog with Michelle and, and now we have our dog of our own and, and. I fear for that day almost every day that that they're going to be gone, and and I fear for that for you know my my, my friends and my family as well. It, it it goes right to human life, as well, and and it just makes me try to appreciate every moment that I spend with anybody, anything, as much as I possibly can. So, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I'm just rambling. I'm sorry, guys. It's it's my brain is mush this week. It it, it really is, and it's going to be hard to even do this like takeover in your house preview, but. I did want to give you guys something, so I'm sorry for rambling. I'm sorry if I'm not making any sense. So, um, it's been a it's been a week. It has has been a week. It's been a tough week, and uh, yeah, let's let's yeah. I don't know. I don't know anymore. All right, in your house, NXT Takeover in your house coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, a very bizarre episode of of NXT this week. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about, and this has nothing to do with the in your house, but. Uh, has everything to do with the Drake Maverick storyline. For for people that have not followed what's been going on with Drake Maverick, essentially, uh, he was let go. Quote unquote, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll leave this up to you. Because there's there's two scenarios that are playing out here. And I, I don't know which one. I don't know which one I don't know which one's good or bad. I I, I don't know if one of them's good. I don't know if both of them are bad. I don't know if, if which one's worse than the other, but um Essentially, okay. <laughs> so, so the story with Drake Maverick, he was presumably what we thought was let go when everybody else was let go, uh, when WWE made their, their their massive cuts or whatnot. And he was his was pretty famous because he you know did the teary eyed promo talking about how this was his life goal and how you know he 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 hated that this had to end this way. And all this sort of stuff. And it was a great video. It was passionate. It was poignant. It, it, it really did. It, it choked me up even too. Because it's like any, you know, it, it, you losing your dream. Whatever dream you have, that dream is gone. It's done. Your dream's over. And, and you could feel for him in that moment. And we talked about it the, the week after. You know, not, in the moment of we did the, you know, the breaking news audio or whatever about it. Or we did, I think we did a, a live flagship while it was going on. Or while the, the firings were going on. And, you know, that was 
really interesting to see how that was playing out in, in real time. And I think Kim and I, you know, Joe and I both were like, oh my God, I can't believe they, they let him go. And oh my God, it, you know, what, what a terrible moment and, and Jesus and, and, and all this sort of stuff. And then thinking of what the next steps were. And by the next week though, Joe and I both were kind of like, ah, this is weird. It feels strange. He's wearing a WWE shirt while he's let go. Okay, that's not super strange. Maybe he's talking about his dream and wearing the shirt. But there were tweets from people being like, yeah, company man through and through, or hey, yeah, keep it, you know, keep worrying about the, you know, and there was there was just weird tweets going on around it. And then we hear that he's going to continue to fight in the cruiserweight title tournament in NXT. And we're like, okay, well, whatever. They're going to keep him there because because they had him there and they didn't, you know. Something happened, or you know, one one hand didn't talk to the other and didn't realize that this guy was booked for the tournament. So whatever, we'll let him play out in the tournament. Well, then he starts winning. He keeps winning, and the story is, hey, this guy who you know, once he loses, this is it. He's done. He's not coming back here because he's fired. And it felt kind of weird. It felt kind of icky that that was still going on. But okay, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's just playing out the strings. He's gonna have a, a miracle run and then lose. Or something, I, whatever it was. But then he kept work, winning and kept winning and kept winning and kept winning. Until this week, he was in the finals. It was him and Phantasma. We're, we're, we're in the finals of this, what, you, what was once called an interim, you know, cruiserweight champion. But now they're just calling it the cruiserweight champion. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. But one, one thing at a time. With <laughs> NXT and WWE, one thing at a time. Um... So he gets to the finals. He loses to Phantasma in the finals via a fuck finish. There were the masked uh, suit men that have been coming out and trying to kidnap people, including Phantasma. They come out, they distract Drake Maverick. Phantasma takes advantage and wins. Wins the Cruiserweight Championship. Wins the tournament. Drake Maverick's done. It's over. The dream scenario is is is, is done. He's he's fired. Get out of here. Go. You're done. And. So he starts walking to the back. The crowd starts, you know, applauding the NXT. Whatever the hell, PC people, whatever the hell you want to call those guys and girls outside are, are, are chanting for him. Thank you, Drake. You know, applauding him. He's, he's holding back tears, bowing to the crowd. The commentators are talking about, this is it for Drake Maverick. What a run. What a miracle run. An old Triple H. Hunter Hearst Helmsley walks down. Hands Drake Maverick a contract. Drake Maverick signs the contract, and he is now still with NXT. So two scenarios play out here. And again, it's up to you. I, I don't know if I have an answer, but it's up to you to figure out which one's more heartless or whatever. Because there's only two scenarios I think that play out here. Legit. And I guess one, the one that I'm not going to mention is that Drake says, hey, let's do this. But I think that plays into one of them anyway. So, so let's just go with that. There's, there's two scenarios here that play out. And Drake, obviously, no matter what, had to have known about something involved in this. Whether it's one of the two. Whatever. The two scenarios. One, they did a worked firing during a pandemic while legit firing other people. So they, act, they said, Drake, we're going to do a story where you're let go. And you're going to go in front of everybody and cry and, and talk about how your dream has been dashed. But then we're going to have you go through this tournament in a miracle run. You're going to lose in the finals. But then we're going to give you, a, you know, we're going to say that you're rehired. That's scenario one. The scenario one is working a firing during a pandemic while legit firing other people. His peers were legit fired. He was fake fired for a storyline. 
So that's scenario one. Scenario two, they legit fired him during a pandemic. Then had him wrestling without a contract or with it, during his 90-day clause or whatever it is. And that culminated in him getting his job back for real. They literally told this man, wrestle in this tournament. You're going to go to the finals. You're going to lose in the finals. And then we'll see what happens afterwards. And then came out and, and when he did lose the tournament, surprised him with a contract. <laughs> Which one's more heartless? Which one's more awful? The problem with scenario two is a lot of stuff has to work right for scenario two to work. You've got to have a guy that's willing to do it. A guy that's willing to say, yeah, you know what? Even though I'm fired, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still work. I'll work through my 90 days. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll do this tournament. And in scenario two, he also needs to never turn around while he's walking back up the ramp on this week's NXT. Never once think to turn around and, and, and look at what's behind him. Because he never did. The cameras were all on him. Everybody was all on him. The focus was all on him. The commentators were talking about him. The crowd was chanting at him. He's just staring at the ring and staring at the crowd until, oh my God, there he is. It's Triple H from behind to hand him a contract. I don't know. I'm a little, pessimi- I'm a, I'm a little more pessimistic. I, I, um, I don't buy that this was a complete surprise to Drake Maverick. That, oh my God, Triple H, here's a contract. What? Are you kidding me? Just too much has to go right for number two to work out. Number one is easy. Number one, you just say, hey, Drake, here's the story. You cool with it? He goes, I'm cool with it. You go, okay, cool. So we're going to act like you're fired even though you're not fired. All these other people are fired. Is that cool with you? Yeah, it's cool with me. That's the first scenario. <laughs> and that's the one that I think I think is true. And I also think that one's worse than the second scenario. I don't know which one is worse. They either worked a firing during a pandemic while legit firing other people or legit fired a man during a pandemic and then after two months surprised him with the new contract. I mean, some people might find number two good, endearing. Yeah, they showed him, you know, he, he made it, you know, I whatever. The man legit thought he was fired. And whether you want to say, well, it's because, you know, he, he worked so well or he worked so tremendously. No, no, no. I mean, you have to at some point decide that he's going to make it to the finals of that tournament. I don't know, man. I, it's 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 wild. I think it's scenario one, and I think scenario one's fucking terrible, fucking awful to do. But it is WWE, so that's a Drake Maverick situation. So he's back. Um, yeah, I don't know. And they did they did a post on uh, WWE Network exclusive with Drake after the the show, and he kind of said. In no uncertain terms that, you know, he worked harder and he seized the opportunity while other people didn't. Other people that got fired didn't seize that opportunity. And, and God, <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you about that. So, yeah. Um, just insane. Just just wild stuff going on uh, there. And um, let's talk about this NXT TakeOver in your house. This is coming up Sunday, June 7th. I felt uh, like since I do uh, the In Your House, In Your House series on the Voice of Wrestling Patreon that I need to... Uh, I need to talk about this NXT takeover in your house. Um, I guess it's in the lineage. I there well, Wikipedia is counting it in the lineage of in your houses, which would be pretty cool because the last one was St. Valentine's Day Massacre, uh, February 1999. That's the uh, this cage match between Stone Cold and, and Vince McMahon culminates in uh, 
Big Show throwing a <laughs> Big Show throwing a uh, throwing Steve Austin through the door and the door breaking and him falling into the mat that way. But um, yeah, they're considering it. Uh, they're considering a part of that lineage. So that's cool. The first takeover to be back at Full Sail uh, since the end in 2016 before they started going on the road uh, with WWE pay-per-view. So that's kind of cool. But uh, June 7th, there'll be this Sunday. I will have a preview up at voiceofwrestling.com uh, at some point over the next few days. Obviously, well, hopefully before the next few days because the event's on Sunday. So we'll see. Yep, we got it uh, going there. But uh, on paper, I don't know. We always say don't bet against a takeover. Don't bet again it's NXT. That's always long been Joe and I's thoughts on any of these takeovers. I feel like, man, I feel like this is one to bet against. I don't know, man. I'm not feeling this show at all. There's some matches that look solid-ish. I don't know. So here, here we'll, we'll go over the card here, and I'll talk a little bit about you know what I think is going to happen and, and, and a little bit of the build. But you have a six-woman tag match. This match was made after a wild brawl uh, on this week's TakeOver. It's going to be Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. A little six-woman tag team match. you got the baby faces there, Yim, Blackheart, Knox versus LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, pretty cool. I mean, they, they, I think they've done a good job of building this as all these women have kind of had different issues with one another. Obviously, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, uh, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez being, you know, one, uh, Candice LeRae and Mia Yim having their issues, Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox having an issue on this week's, um, uh, 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 NXT episode. Shotzi Blackheart's gotten involved in the feud as well. So, you know, cool to, to see all that happening. And, and, you know, that could be a pretty fun Decent match if they get some time. So I'm actually looking forward to that one. I think that one's been a pretty damn good build. So so I I, I like that one. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I, I think a good good way to add to the show. Hopefully they um I think it's gonna be on the main show as well. I don't see anything that says uh, what's gonna be on the on the pre-show or, or the kickoff show or anything like that. So it looks like it will be on the official main show. Uh, you have an NXT North American Championship match. Keith Lee defending the title against Johnny Gargano. Of course, for people that uh, are not watching NXT regularly right now, Johnny Gargano is a heel. Uh, he is a bad guy. Him and Cancel Ray are bad now. They're baddies. Boo. Um, Keith Lee, good. Yay. Um, the build of this has been weird. I I don't like this heel Johnny Gargano character. A little too chicken shitty for me. A little too on the nose with the whole Gargano character. And I don't know that Keith Lee's really connected with me on like a, a, a big time, you know, babyface scale. I, I love Keith Lee. I, I Johnny Gargano's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. But I don't know. I just for some reason I want to like this match. I want to anticipate this match. I want to feel like, oh my god, it's gonna be Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. It's probably gonna be really damn good because it's freaking Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. So it's probably gonna be solid. I just I, I'm not in love with the build and 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 they did a lot in this week's takeover. Or the, I keep telling this week's takeover. This week's NXT where um, Gargano came down while Candice Lurie was beating up Mia Yim. Uh, Keith Lee came out for the save and then they announced that it would be a, 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 a intergender match. Uh, between those mixed tag match where Keith Lee and, and, and Mia Yim would face off against Gargano and, and Candice LeRae. Uh, so they did that. And, and they've done, you know, I think they've done an okay job with the build. It's just, I don't know, I'm not into this Johnny character, and I don't know that Keith Lee's really jumped off the page uh, for me either. With that said, like, definitely circling it as, as a potential match in the night because it just, yeah, it looks like, I mean, it's freaking Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee. Like, those are two tremendous poor wrestlers. So if anybody can have, you know, a real, really good match, uh, you know, with, without a crowd... Uh, definitely those two guys feel like, you know, ones that can do it. Uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. This has been a very, very weird uh, build between these two. So, unfortunately, fell into, like, the 
the go-to NXT storyline where a man attacks another man backstage and there's like a mystery assailant. Like everybody, I mean, the fucking the entire show is mystery assailants beating guys up. Like, wow, can we please come up with a different story? But that's how this one is sort of started, where where uh, Finn Balor was going to take on uh, Velveteen Dream, but a, an unknown assailant, somebody in the darkness, came up and, and beat him up. Uh, it ended up being Damian Priest, and yeah, that's it. That's kind of it because <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Finn Balor's been on the show for I don't I don't know the exact week in in front of me, but it's been like three or four weeks since he's been there. So, um, yeah, hard to really make a, a great build when no one's really been around. So, yeah, that's that's that. I mean, I think it'll be a good match. I think, but it's just a very very weird build. It's a build that's kind of not been there as much as you would hope for. It it, it really hasn't. You know, the, 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 there isn't any. Besides, you know, the, the very basic, the very obvious, um, you know, mystery assailant thing. But, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a funky story and not a great story that I'm really looking forward to. But you know, I think the match itself is going to be solid enough. It's just, it's hard to really get super, super excited uh, about that. Um, speaking of hard to get super excited about, Tommaso Ciampa, Daddy's Home, baby, against Karrion Cross, And this, you know, accompanied by the Smoke Show, Scarlet. So it's Cross and Scarlet. Um, they won't believe this they attacked <laughs> Chapa to declare that uh they ambushed daddy's home to declare that they were arriving in NXT and they were here um yeah he uh that's it yeah <laughs> that's it I mean they're gonna face each other and, and I guess I don't hate it I mean I I, I like the idea of Karen Cross you know he, he debuts and he wants to make a name for himself immediately so he attacks daddy's home beats him up just make a name. It's cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm not into Ciampa right now, and I uh, have not loved Karrion Cross so far in NXT, so we'll see. I mean, again, these guys have the potential to have a very, very good match. It's just, I, I'm just not into the story, and that's that's kind of kind of be the thing with NXT right now, is I just don't know that I'm into a lot of the stories uh, that they have going on. Honestly, the six-woman tag at the opener is, is probably the one I like the story of most, and 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 that, you know, is, is still somewhat thrown together, but at least it it feels like it's got a little bit more to it because it's it, it's been a multi-month you know, between these people you know, feuding and fighting and all that sort of stuff. All these other things, I don't know, it's guy attacks a guy and then they say, we're going to fight. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm supposed to be really, really excited about that. Um, triple Threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair defending the titles against Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai. They had a very good video package on this week's NXT uh, giving you the story of this match. Uh, Io Shirai, basically, um, yeah, she had a match against Ripley a few weeks ago. I forget exactly the date. Uh, Charlotte Flair attacked them, and, and they kind of made this the match then. A triple threat match would be scheduled uh, for these two then, or these three, rather. And uh, Io Shirai, it, you know, has is, is, is been up and down in NXT so far. There was points where she looked like she was really, really close uh, to becoming the NXT champion, NXT women's champion, and there was times where, you know, she's just kind of been floating around doing nothing. Uh, this week on NXT, she was literally floating. She was in water talking about how it's her chance to finally become uh, NXT Women's Champion. So that's Io's motivation here. Uh, Rhea Ripley's motivation, one that I definitely side with as well, is she's talking about you know waking up early to get in the gym and all that sort of stuff. But more than anything, talks about how 2019 was the highest of high for her. She ends the year you know holding the title above her head while everybody's in the ring cheering her and screaming about how great it is that Rhea Ripley's the champion and Rhea Ripley's the NXT Women's Champion. She finally made it to the top of the mountain and all that sort of stuff. And then 2020's come, and, and, you know, things have not been good for Rhea Ripley. She lost to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. She challenged Charlotte Flair and then loses. 
loses the title. Charlotte Flair wins the title. You know, she's back to being become the, the NXT Women's Champion. And Ripley now has got to, you know, face that that she isn't the top dog, that she isn't the best, you know, women's wrestler in the world. And she's got to, you know, try to beat Charlotte to win the title back. And and, and it's a cool little motivation. It's a cool story. Like, I don't know if I love it that Rhea's already, like, the plucky underdog that's just trying to prove herself. Uh, I liked it better when she was just dominating everybody. But it is what it is, especially when you're going to have Charlotte. So that's where her role's going to be. So I can't hate it. I, I think they've done a decent enough job with it. I think they've... um they have not handled Rhea great since WrestleMania, but I think they're getting back on the right path with her, uh, and hopefully she can recoup some of you know what was lost over the last uh, few weeks and months. Uh, and then Charlotte Flair's motivation is just, people say I don't belong here. Well, I built this place. I built NXT, and I'm here as the champion again. That's cool. It's simple. I don't hate it. I, I don't know that I've loved Charlotte's output on NXT. I don't know that I've loved Charlotte's output anywhere, really, in 2020, but um, the story is perfect, you know? Bianca Belair says, you don't go here. And and Charlotte saying, I mean, what do you mean I don't go here? I built here. <laughs> this is my, you know, I was, I I won the NXT Women's Championship in the first takeover. Like, I'm, I'm one of the, the 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 charter members of NXT, you know, and and what it is today. Everything that, everything that you guys see today, all these takeovers, all this sort of shit. I, I'm a part of what made that all happen. So, again, a cool story. Rhea Ripley trying to prove that, that she's back on track. Io Shirai trying to prove that she belongs in the championship picture and, and, and deserves to be champion. And Charlotte Flair just being like, fuck it. I, I, I definitely deserve this. Are you kidding? I'm Charlotte Flair. I've deserved to do whatever I want. And, and, and no one can beat me and I'm the best. So it's, 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 it's a decent enough story. And I guess I'm, I'm really, I am kind of looking forward to this match a lot. I think uh, the two women's matches on the show, man, might be my two most anticipated matches. And, and, and the ones I, I'm at least, you know, in storyline purposes, I'm aligning with the most because there's actually some depth to it besides person runs, person attacks, People fights like you know, I like it. I like the depth here, but but it's all simple, relatable depth for for, for all these women. Uh, and so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to this match. I think it'll be pretty solid. Um, I'm not in love with the triple threat scenario because there's probably going to be two people fighting in the ring while one person lays on the outside for a while. But um, I'm confident these three can can definitely put together something you know pretty good. And Yoshirai said you know, tremendous takeover matches. Rhea Ripley, I I, I really always, I, I think she's fantastic. I think she's awesome. And Charlotte, for whatever you think about her, I, I haven't loved her 2020 output, but this is a good scenario for her uh, to go out there and, and have a really good match. So I'm excited to see that. And then our, uh, our main event, the last chance backlot brawl for the NXT Championship. If the Velveteen Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship while Adam Cole is still champion. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this one. I'm gonna give him credit where credit's due. I mean, this is a long story, a long time story being played out where you know disputed era injures Velveteen Dream many, all those months ago. Velveteen, Velveteen Dream comes back, uh, faces Roderick Strong, feuds with Roderick Strong, um, does the weird sex deviant thing. I don't even know what the hell was that story. The fucking your your wife wants to be with me and your kid will call me daddy thing and we were supposed to go yeah that's awesome this guy wants to fuck this other dude's wife and steal his child yeah that's cool and we were supposed to think that dream was cool i guess for that or or, or, or root for him or whatever it was it was very weird uh but um <laughs> his purple highness <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking at the uh, looking at the NXT uh, roster, and uh, I'm clicking over to the uh, takeover. Uh, they have, you know, the write-ups about <laughs> the different matches. His Purple Highness. 
Uh, eventually, okay, here's this. This is so incredible. I love that a man has to sit down and write this stuff. Uh, sacrificing a steel cage match loss to the Messiah the Backbaker, Dream intentionally let Strong escape before locking himself in the chain link to punish Cole, whom he later pinned during a tag match. Eventually squaring off one-on-one with Cole for the title, his Purple Highness fell short thanks to some undisputed era-initiated chaos. While Dexter Loomis prevented Bobby Fish and Strong from interfering, he also inadvertently knocked the referee unconscious and able to count the, uh, the Dream's pin attempt after Dream hit the Purple Rainmaker on Cole, who recovered to retain. So I just love the Purple Highness, the Messiah, the Backbreaker, Dexter Loomis, Undisputed Era, Initiated Chaos. It's just uh, crazy stuff there. But anyway, um, you know, they had, they've done a decent job with the feud. It's just, I don't know that I've really, I'm just not into it all that much. I'm not into Velveteen Dream, you know, in his current state. I, I just, I just think giving him the titles is is not the right thing to do. I'm kind of long, I'm kind of old. You know, I'm, I'm kind of over Adam Cole, I, I, I should say. Um, it's been a while. I mean, it's been a year now that he's been the champion, and I don't know that I've really been super excited about a lot of what he's done. He's a tremendous pro wrestler. I love his matches, but I just can't really get into the the build of anything with Adam Cole. For what, I, I'm not sure why either. Like, I, I like Undisputed Era. I think it's a really cool uh, stable, but I don't know. It, it's just been those people that have challenged. And Dream, I think, is a guy who's absolutely, absolutely suffered from no crowds. Because Velveteen Dream, I and I will never say anything against Velveteen Dream in that sense. He is a charisma fucking machine. He makes, he takes over any scene that he's in. He looks like a million bucks. He gets the little things about wrestling, the entrances, the looks, the ring gear, the the cadence, the the way to walk around the ring, all that sort of stuff. He's got, he's got all that sort of stuff. It's just when the when the in ring action starts, he's just I don't know that he's he's good enough to hang with some of these guys. I don't know if he's good enough to become the NXT champion. I don't know if he's good enough on a week-to-week basis, especially without crowds. Because crowds really thrive off the little things that, that that Dream does. The little things that will get a rise out of the crowd, that will get the crowd excited, that will get them you know jazzed up or whatever. He's great at that stuff. He's incredible at that stuff. But bell to bell, when you kind of you know melt it all down to bell rings in the ring, I don't know. He's not quite there yet. And in another scenario, if we still were in front of crowds, I would say, you know what? Yeah, let's give the Dream the championship. Let's see what he can do with it. Let's let Adam Cole try to figure out the next step. Maybe Adam Cole moves up. Maybe Adam Cole's done in NXT. But without crowds and without knowing when we're going to get crowds again, I don't know that it's it, it, it's the Dream's time, really. And the fact that they put the scenario on there that he can never challenge for the title again, it, it leaves them in a tough spot. I mean, I guess you do a thing where... where I mean, my prediction is that Cole pertains and that Dream's just going to either move up to the next, the, the main roster, which I don't know if he's ready for that right now. Definitely do not think he's ready for that right now. Or, you know, he, he loses and then it's time to just kind of do a little shit. But he's already been the North American champion. He's already been, you know, in the undercard. It's kind of now or never for Dream. So it, with that being said, like, I would not be stunned to see him win this, but it just doesn't feel... It just doesn't feel like it's the time right now for Dream. And especially without a crowd... To, to really celebrate with, you, 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 you feel like you might fall under the Drew McIntyre thing where it's like you win and it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, nobody really cares all that much. There's no one there, especially someone like the Dream who gets so much from the crowd, who gets so much energy from the crowd's reactions. Um, I wouldn't love it. So I, 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 I'm going to predict Cole wins and I think Cole should win. But again, I wouldn't be shocked if Dream does retain or, or, or does win the championship. I, I wouldn't be stunned by it. And so as far as what the backlot brawl really means, you know, what that is, uh, Triple H on a conference call today said that it will not be a quote-unquote cinematic match. 
it will take place in a ring, but it's going to be shot different than when we've, we've shot other stuff before. So I don't know what the hell that means. My guess is it's still just a cinematic match, and he's just saying that it's not going to be that, but but it's because they want to find a different term for it. They don't want that to be the term for it. I, I don't know how you could say it's going to be shot differently than other stuff we've shot, and there will be a ring. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? So anyway, that's takeover in your house. I think I'm kind of out of energy, so... Sorry, guys, for, for the bad show, but hopefully, again, many different ways you can um, you can donate. We'll have links in the description as well of how you can donate, how you can uh, make your, your dollars and your time count. Um, definitely say if you're going to protest, protest peacefully. Um, do good. You know, turn turn negatives into positives. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully this will be a, a good learning experience and, and a good moment for everybody to kind of change their lives for the better. So that's that. So this is Rich. Talk to you guys next week. Take care.